Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Purpose and Tie, the podcast. My name is Sam, this is Bertie, <laughs> and that's Tasha. For our audio listeners, um, you gotta go on YouTube and see what's going on because I'm not even in frame right now because Bertie is just, he's stealing the show. All right. This is his way of letting everybody know that he's doing better though for everybody who's been so sweet and reaching out to ask how Bertie's been doing, so... Yeah, he's also getting a scratch while the podcast is going on. So, um, we have had some very interesting times here in the last couple of weeks, actually, between Bertie and his foot and everything else that's been going on. Uh, and you've had some surprises pop up in your life. I have. Uh, specifically with dealing with uh, family members and why don't you just give me a little bit of not you don't have to get into detail but just talk a little bit about your feelings about um no it will okay (laughs) hey you just have to say i'm like put him down Down. you can't see me at all it was cute when it started now it's time to go down sorry guys um so Talk talk a little bit about what you have been feeling ever since some of these things have kind of resurfaced. Okay, so I want to start with Sam and I often talk about our dreams on this podcast. We talk about the importance of pivoting and evolving as times change so that you can still be in pursuit of your dreams. So I'd like to start there. Um, I had a really big audition, really big audition this year, and... I didn't get it. And so if you're an actor, this is something that's common. Um, you know, you you probably hear more no's than you hear yeses. That's like the number one thing they tell you when you start acting classes, which I did super early on in life. This one hurt though, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and why? why? Why did it hurt? Especially after what we talk about um, behind closed <laughs> doors. Why did it hurt? Why? Because we, because remember what we talk about in terms of how we try to really focus on doing the, controlling the things that we can control. Why did it hurt? Okay, I want to be honest. Because I, I started to think of what I could say on the podcast, but no, I want to be, I want to be truthful. I had a moment where I broke down this week and I started crying because I knew that I didn't get the part. And here's why it hurt. We were driving down the street in our old neighborhood where I lived for 10 years. And the reason that it hurt is because I had what I can now say was a woe me moment. But in the moment, I was just having a human moment. And that being said, it was I I broke down crying and I said to Sam, I came here 12 years ago. I had these really big dreams. I had all these aspirations. And the reason it hurt that night especially was because I've had to make so many sacrifices to even be sitting here in front of you guys, like literally recording this. There's been so much that I've had to give up. And that was all in pursuit of my dreams of wanting to be an actress. I didn't always have support. The little support I had, that dwindled and faded away over the years. And that's why it hurt, if I'm being honest, because I came here with the hope of breaking barriers and being that thing on screens that I didn't have growing up because I never saw anybody to look like me on my TV screen. I never had anybody to lay out a blueprint for me on how this is supposed to be done. 
when you come from the background that I come from. And it just hurt in that moment because I'm 34. I still have so many sacrifices that I'm making because I'm still in pursuit of this dream. And that's that's what it was. Well, we talked we talked a lot about um, in terms of you know the, the feelings around it because I'm a firm believer in um, not feeling that way about certain things, especially even if you like feel down or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in not feeling that way about certain things because mm-hmm. in that 12 years time, there were a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. that were basically created via the internet, mm-hmm. social media and everything else that you and I both did not grasp onto mm-hmm. when it when it first started, right? Like for me, I've always wanted to own my own animation studio. Yeah. I've been in LA since 2015, so it's been about 7 years now, whatever. I don't feel anything towards my dreams not being one way or the other because I know that now, after having gone to college and done all these different things and worked in different places, I know now that the best way for me to get to where I'm trying to go yeah. is through trying to create it myself one person at a time on social media. I know that. And so so this is the reason. So that's the reason why, like, when you were feeling that stuff, like, I understand from one standpoint, but mm-hmm. I also but I also feel like. There's but a part. Moment, yeah. What, be, it, what did you, you let me have, I, what did I say to you when it, when I happened? At first, I didn't even tell you why I was crying. You just kind of looked over. You're like, you're, you see me upset. You don't know what's going on. I didn't even want to tell you. And then what did I say? I said, I didn't, I didn't want a pep talk right in that moment. And you respected that. You gave me space to just feel what I was feeling. Yeah. And it, I mean, and for me too, even the, even the thing of pep talk, like that's a, that's a strange way to phrase it because um i don't do t- pep talks i do real talks so like for that's me I, mean. I just didn't want to hear right but like but, in the moment right but that's what i'm saying when you if, feel a little if, he- you feel a little helpless or you feel a little hopeless you're not trying to hear someone say do this right now to jump back into gear no 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 but, but i think what is important mm-hmm. is is we Specifically me, I try to focus on facts over feelings in terms of, especially when it comes to the things that we're pursuing. I, I would be a fool. Like, there was, and I'm going to say this real quick because this matters. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, I had a, a professor in college who I really liked. Um, um, he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome guy, right? To, to me, at least. I liked him a lot. And... From day one when I met him, he'd already worked out in LA in uh, animation from a gaming standpoint, animation and stuff. He worked on different games and stuff. Really like big AAA games. And from day one when I met him, I told him I wanted to own an animation studio. Mm -hmm. That was my goal. By the time I graduated college, I looked at him and I said, you know what? I still want to own that animation studio, but I understand how hard my journey to trying to get there is going to be because it's not easy. I like, I have so much more humility and respect for the people who have done it because it's really hard. And the truth who is, is, who the hell, who the hell, I, who in their right mind thinks that they're going to come to LA and in seven years time on one of the world's best animation studios. 
That's also, narcissism that is fine. And the truth is... I don't believe that about myself, but go ahead. I called you a couple of days later. I was out, and what did I say? I said, I've had time to think about it. Mm-hmm. And put aside the feelings around it. Yes. And I said, I wasn't even ready. If they had said, here, the role is yours... I was not ready on so many right. levels. Right, and that's what... And, that's, and I, I had to be honest with myself. And that's why and that's and, why and I that's said real talks, not pep talks. No, I mean, and it's true. And I knew it then, too. Because here's the thing with me. Even when I have, like, emotions taking over or feelings, like, overtaking everything that I'm thinking in that moment, mm-hmm. my own voice is always still in my head speaking to me logically because I do have that side of me. Because I understand a lot of... Which is probably why I don't stay down for long. Like, I have moments... But I come back, even if it takes me a few days, a few weeks. I don't think I've ever taken months, but I'll come back. You know what I mean? I don't stay down because yes. a lot of things. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a quitter. You know this about me. Like I'm not a quitter. So even in those moments, that voice is telling me, "This should just hurt in that moment." But then I had to be honest with myself. Were you even ready to receive this thing that you thought that you and wanted? That's, and that's what and I was explaining to you. And the truth is, I was not ready to receive it. Does that mean that there hasn't been times where I probably was ready to receive roles and I didn't get them? Yeah, there's been many instances where I was probably capable of doing whatever it is that I needed to do, and I still didn't get the job, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, we yeah. talked about this too, especially with acting. These are jobs. Mm-hmm. You, I don't understand how people with dreams mm-hmm. of doing certain things. Attach their self-esteem and self-worth and their emotional happiness to jobs that they don't own. There, there are so many of us who claim to have dreams, who claim to want to do certain things. Right. And we say that and then we beg and plead and cry to get hired by some asshole company. Mm-hmm. If, if you really, truly believe in a dream that you say that you're trying to pursue it doesn't matter what it is mm-hmm. if if it is working for a company mm-hmm. then shut up stick to the plan and keep improving and keep forming those relationships so you can get there mm-hmm. but if your dream is not that if it's something much bigger mm-hmm. you have to look in the mirror and understand the thing that you say that you want in life you don't own so you got to build piece by piece day by day it might take you 25 years. If you're not in this for the rest of your life, quit telling people that you have a dream. You don't have a dream. It's not a dream. I don't know what you have, but that's not a dream. Dreams require the ability to stare in the face of failure time and time and time and time and time again and go, I will not quit. And there's nothing that is going to deter me from how I feel about this. The whole thing is, is like a dream requires so much more than what most people think that it does. And I think that part of being based in reality and maturing is understanding that these are things that if like what it is you're pursuing, you actually have to be down for the cause. I don't care about all of the stupid motivational quotes and oh, listen to this person and you're not trying hard enough. I don't want to hear all of that. What I do understand is, is that if you have a big dream, a lot of the times the thing that you're pursuing is going to take way more time than what you actually think you're willing to invest in it, depending on what it is. 
Which, I mean, you don't think about that when you first start your journey, right? Because I told you, like, I was young. I was 20-something when I got here. But the, the point is, too, I had to tell myself, I'm not in control. I don't get to pick me. If I could pick me, I would, right? So I had to just surrender. I just have to. Right. I mean, you have, I have it's, to. It's not, it's not, really, that, it's not even really surrendering. It's when it just, comes to the audition process, I have to surrender. So even in terms of the word, like, surrender, I don't even like that word because it, it feels too emotionally heavy and I, and I know we talk a lot about the power of words like for me surrender is for something it that to give up well let me finish surrender is for something that is more along the lines of being like okay this is like a life or death situation or this is something that really is not within my control and I can't this I, I can't that but the reality is is when in terms of dealing with trying to pursue a dream or get a job or, you know, become an actor or an actress or whatever it is that you might be trying to pursue on a day-to-day -day basis, it really isn't about surrendering. It's more about just the cold, hard acceptance of the facts of what is and what is not. And when you look at it that way, there's so much less stress and anxiety attached to it yeah but that could still equate that can be synonymous with surrender because if i'm gonna keep auditioning i don't have control over if i give myself the job or not so what do i do i can only do my best and the surrender comes from that i'm literally submitting my audition tape and i'm cleaning my hands of it because i gotta move on which is literally synonymous to what you said yeah i yeah. gotta move on from it because i there's nothing else i could do at that point. yeah and i'm just saying that the surrender is so much more emotionally charge outside of like surrender acceptance. something over too though so i'm surrendering over my tape. so for instance right when you go to a store and you buy something there's a button that says decline or accept mm -hmm. if you hit accept it's not the emotional charge of the word surrender because if it had said decline or surrender it would feel a lot more emotionally heavy that's I, what i'm saying i understand what you're saying but for me i used to practice yoga for years you know that and that was something that i learned through my practice of yoga as well where it was about just giving into things. Like instead of always having to fight against a current, you, when you accept things, you're giving into it. And that's what I'm saying. So that's that's kind of how I play it off in my cool. head where instead of the currents of auditions, when it comes to trying to be an actor out here, I have no control of what direction they're gonna right. go in. So, but right. I have to just jump in. I have to be prepared as a swimmer. Right, and that's what I'm saying. The word, the word acceptance allows you to be able to have things come and go and it doesn't feel like you were holding on for dear life, and then you have to just uh, let it go. When you when the you just process, when you just accept when you just accept what it does what it does mentally for your mind is is it allows every single audition or whatever it is you're pursuing, even if it's something for animation or whatever it is somebody may be trying to get to in life, it allows that thing to come, and then you just click accept in your mind, and you it the, goes and goes and goes. So then that way, when you don't get it, but the process does feel like, like oh, I the keep process does feel like. Oh. It does. But it's a lot of work, because, and you know it is. Because because it's because it's, it's a lack a of, of there's a lack of acceptance of the reality that everyone has a dream. Everyone no, not because, has a story. Not because I think everyone. Deserve, no, I'm not saying it I'm not talking that about, way. I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm talking no, about. But I'm saying it doesn't feel like that. I can only speak from my perspective. It doesn't feel like that because a lot of other people wanted to, and I sacrificed. No, I'm saying oh, it feels like that using your example. Because you have to memorize a shit ton of lines, right? Right. You, have you to, and everybody else. You have to, 
literally figure out who this character is going to be and you have to bring that to the table. They don't give you that. You were even surprised when you first started helping me audition. Yes, you were like, oh, you don't have all this. Right. Yeah, and so all of us that are auditioning are probably having that feeling. But the reason why you're having having that feeling is because there's a detachment from reality because you because these people have been pursuing this dream for so long. I don't agree. I'm talking about about the work ethic. Okay, so if you don't agree, then I'm talking about the work ethic part of it. It's like an athlete. You mean to tell me they're calm all the way throughout their training? They're calm all the way throughout practice. They're calm all the way in the pre games that lead up to the championship. No, games. it's not about being. It's not about being calm. It's about accepting that every day you go in and you put in the work, and then when the game comes, you go out there and you do your best, and the rest you can't really control. You can accept we that. Just saw, still, we just saw the, the Boston Celtics lose in the NBA Finals. Jason Tatum is one of the best scorers in the entire NBA. He was out there shooting up bricks the entire time. He could have killed somebody with them damn bricks he was throwing up. You don't think that in the summertime he put in all the practice, all of the work, day after day after day? He did. But there's an acceptance that comes from understanding, okay, even though I shot this many shots, the game has come now and I'm not making anything. So now it's time to adjust. What I'm saying is, is that from a standpoint of the actors or especially the people that say they put in all this time and all this work in, that is true. But what's also true is, is that when you go for these auditions, you have no clue how many people are auditioning for this role. There could be hundreds of you. Nobody knows. And then before the, the, the standpoint of the people that got to the hundreds, there could have been thousands of submissions into the audition. And then we know from Viola Davis's speech last year, the percentage yeah. of actors that actually get to a certain point yeah. in their careers. It's like point zero uh, zero eight or some stupid shit like that. So what I'm saying is, is that the word surrender is is a little bit more emotionally charged. The word acceptance, I feel like, once again, changing that language that we that the self talk that we talk to, uh, okay. inside of our heads, it allows us to be able to have things happen, and then we don't. No, but I'm, I'm also more than likely. Surrender. More than likely, we won't have these emotional breaking points. When I surrender, it's my way of detaching too, because. It would often, our, my yoga teacher used to say it to us when we were getting ready to go into Savasana, that you did the best you could on the mat, now it's time to surrender. And when you're laying there, it's like a, a sense of vulnerability in a way too, when, when she was explaining it for the practice of yoga, that you've done the best you can and now you're detaching yourself from it right before you move on to the next thing. And she would say that right before class ended and we were about to go out and go back to real life. So that's just kind of how I see it, you know. Um, but I, like I said, I have it's it's done. It's said. It's been whoever got it got it, and now I have to move on to the next one, and I have to be better prepared for the next one that comes. And then you know. Yeah, and there's no amount of preparation. That's what I'm saying about the surrender part. There's no amount of preparation that's going to be like the the fact that someone thinks that their preparation is going to be the thing that pushes them over the edge when it comes to no, but even without, a, without even getting a into, job application. Without getting into too much details, it does help. Without me giving away too much of what makes me feel vulnerable and the things that are required of me as an artist to come and be submitted for these roles, there are things that we know would boost my chances that may or may not always be on the table, and it's up to us to be prepared in that way. Right. It is. It is. And even if you are prepared in that way, 
there is no amount of preparedness that's going to guarantee a no, job. It doesn't guarantee and, and that's what I'm saying. But even, it puts one person in front of the other. We, you've told me that. You, because you've had, your, you know, you, you have your film degree, you've had your experience in the industry as well. It'll put someone in front of the other person. More, it won't guarantee, but say there's two people here. If this person has the preparation of what they're looking for, yeah, you're going to propel you you're forward. Gonna a, you're going to get a higher chance of consideration. So, right. let's, so let's put it this right. way. Let's say you get prepared to the max, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's say you're in whatever it is that you need to be prepared in, it yeah. is at the highest level the that it is. Let's say you audition and you mm -hmm. still don't get it. Then what? Well, then you can confidently and boldly say, I did everything I could. I called you a few days later and I'm like, you know what? I know what I could have done better. That doesn't mean I would have gotten it. But I have to take responsibility for where I fell short. But then, okay, so cool. So, but then if you do get it, mm -hmm. then what do you tell yourself? You go do the job to the best of your ability and you move on. No, what you tell yourself in that moment is, oh, my preparation is what got me what it is. It's not what got you what it is. There there comes a certain point. We just in, have to agree to disagree on this. Well, I mean, it, if we agree to disagree, there's facts over feelings, which is what I was saying yeah. from the beginning of well, it. You have to, because the, the, fact, the fact of the matter your is. Your preparation does help you. When and I didn't say that it didn't. I'm saying that it does. What I'm saying is, is in regards to trying to, to get anything, whether it be a job application, an audition, or whatever, preparation helps. At the same time, the stories that we tell ourselves is what ultimately leads to these emotional waves of up and down and up and down in terms of the, the sea of life that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis and the things that come our way and how we and how we emotionally deal with those things. I'm not saying that most things don't matter. That's not what I'm saying. But when you change the language that you speak to yourself in your head about dealing with these things, especially the stuff that you're pursuing, when you change the language around it, then you have a lot less time to have the emotional up and down and you have more of an even keel. You may do more like this and much less like this. And then what that allows you to do is that allows you to focus on laying those bricks every day. One, two, three, just every single day, just keep making that trek forward. That's what it does. And that's what I'm saying about the surrender versus, I'm not saying that you can't use the word surrender. What I'm saying is, is that acceptance gives you a little less of a buildup of emotional energy towards that particular thing. That's all. All right. Yeah. Um, so going back to what would what you were dealing with throughout the course of the Last week, what else? So I would say mm -hmm. <laughs> that the stuff that you actually dealt with, yeah. that was more of a surrender thing because these are things that you're dealing with matters of the heart, dealing with the family, yeah. different things like that. That's more surrender than acceptance because, you know, these are people that you... you you have no control so over this. This happened before you were born. To kind of give a little bit of a background, um, I recently spoke with a family member that I have not spoken to or seen in years. Um, we have a um, multifaceted, multi-layered, complicated relationship, um, and it's been a roller coaster of emotions around the idea of even having to reconnect, if you can even use that word with said person. But there was just so much. I kept waking up every day and I was like, what should I do? Because I have this being, you know, said on this side, I have this, this person actually reached out to me. 
it's been a few years and I don't know what to do. And, and it was like my voices in my head were just getting louder and louder with no real answers. And so uh, I eventually did end up talking to this person. Um, I really don't even know what to say about it. Okay, so, <laughs> so tell, tell me how did you feel before it happened and how did you feel after? Like right before or the days leading? Right before and right after. Okay, so I woke up that morning, I remember, and I'm not gonna lie, I just went in to use the bathroom and as I'm using the bathroom, I thought to myself, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna make this call real quick. And I did. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of just, I think I surprised even myself because I felt nothing as the conversation was even taking place. Okay. I took that as a sign of maybe all the work that I've been doing to work on myself and the therapy, maybe that's what that's what's helping come into play right now and that's what's keeping me grounded right now instead of being up and down with my emotions in this instance. And then um, you asked me something. Do you remember you texted me? You said human to human. Like, how did you feel? Do you remember? Yes. And I don't... What did I say? Do you remember what I said? I, you said you felt nothing. I did. I felt nothing. I got off the phone and I felt, um, I went about my day and I felt nothing. So how are you, what are you going to do moving forward? Let's say there's somebody out there that may be watching this, that may be having difficulty, um, with their, um, relationships within their family and different things like that. What would you, what advice would you tell them in terms of dealing with a situation similar to yours where you kind of, you had moved on with your life, but you know, um, this person tried to reach out or whatever. Right. What would you tell them in this instance, like about how they maybe could possibly approach it? I'll be honest with you guys. It was really hard for me also because I kept thinking, how can I approach the situation as the person that I hope I am to anybody that supports me and the things that I share on social media. And what I mean by that is I've worked so hard to not be a people pleaser, to understand and implement boundaries, to respect other people's boundaries. Um, I've had to do a lot of unlearning. I've had to do a lot of learning. I've had to do a lot of healing work. And that was why it was also hard to even get on this phone call initially because I kept thinking, I came to you, I said, would this make me a hypocrite? With all the work, everything that I've tried to do and present through my work with Purpose and Jive, would this make me somewhat of a hypocrite if I if I get on this phone call? And the truth is, I wonder too, well, what am I gonna say to you all when we get ready to sit down and talk about this? And I think the best thing I can say is that there is no right or wrong answer when it comes to dealing with relationships, especially those within our family. What I can say is that what I would always tell anybody to do is everything that allows you to feel safe. If something doesn't make you feel safe, then I say avoid it. Like not avoid it, don't do it. Because I think the number one thing that is often overlooked is us giving ourselves that room and that space to say, hey, do you feel loved? if you were to engage in this activity? Do you feel loved or do you feel like you'll be okay if you get to the other side of whatever relationship situation is happening? And I think that's first and foremost. And I think um, I think being around you, to be honest, has helped me 
to even get on that call and then feel nothing afterwards because I had accepted, going back to what you said earlier, I had accepted who this person was. And that didn't mean that there was now room to keep walking in and inflicting harm or hurtful things towards me, but I have accepted it and there was zero expectations going in. And I think that that helped me tremendously, to be honest with you. And I don't know where I stand now either, if I'm being honest, but it's over and it's done with and my life didn't stop as a result. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, it is. Think... It's hard. I'm not going to lie. Like the number one thing that comes up in my head often is why does stuff have to be here anyways? Why can't everybody just respect each other's spaces, respect each other's choices and go forward? From Once there? again, it just goes back to the facts of the feeling thing. It's just not the reality of life. No, unfortunately, know. you know, I understand. Um, and you know, just to kind of tie it all up with a nice little bow, that was the other reason, if I'm being honest with you, that it hurt when I didn't book that role because this was this relationship that I'm talking about, it was a big part of that sacrifice that I mentioned of having to just put up with certain things so that I could just pursue my dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's been, um, it's just all been such a learning process. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. It's just been a learning process, but yeah, I mean, I, I tried my best. I know that you helped me try my best, and you know, well, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> well, I think that that'll be enough for this episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to it once again. Um, you know, we hope that you have a wonderful week. Uh, this will be released as soon as humanly possible. So we hope you have a wonderful week. Monday. Happy and, New Week, everybody. Yep. And uh, as always. Wishing you well on your journey. Take care. <laughs>